Hello, this is Anna. And this is Owen, and we're here to inspire you to become financially free. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about price. How do we choose a company based on the price? That's not step number two. Yeah, this is a very important part. We meet so many people that buy companies at the wrong time. They buy great companies, but buy them at the wrong time. So the secret of success is to, to do the opposite to most people. The stock market is driven by human emotion of fear and greed. It's always going up and down. And when the stock market is very low, and when individual companies are very low, people are gripped in fear and don't take action because they think psychologically the share price is going to continue to fall to zero and go out of business. And the opposite happens when share prices are doing really well and they're very high and everybody's talking about how well they're doing. People buy at the top at the absolute wrong time. Yeah, this is like going to buy a car and you go buy it whenever, September for instance, because there's a liquidation and you can buy the same car for less price. You will be delighted. However, it happens exactly the opposite when it's shares. Strange. Yeah. So the components of uh, price or value for money is dividends. One of the things we take a look at is how much the company pays out in the form of dividends. A dividend is simply when the company makes a profit, it decides to divide its profit amongst its shareholders. We'd like to see a company that would keep more than half of its dividends in the company to help the company grow into the future. Mm -hmm. Another parameter that they, we measure is the estimated price appreciation. These words that didn't make any sense to me, what they really mean in plain language is that where is value line seen that these shares are going to be in the future? That's all it is, is in the future how much are they going to be worth? What we want to see is that the company's price, at least the share price, doubles in the next uh, five years, three to five years. If it, con if it grows an average of 15% per annum compound, that uh, enables the company to reach this 100%, the double, in the next three to five years. The next thing we take a look at is employee ownership and how much of the company belongs to the people that run it and how much of the company belongs to some of the major funds like Vanguard, BlackRock, etc. The well-known ones. The well-known ones, Respect but most importantly, the high-performing ones. Exactly. Also, under that subject, we also take a look at the decisions that company is making to buy back its shares from the market. So the company knows, its com knows itself really well. So if you see the company buy back shares, they recognize their good value as well. Mm-hmm. Another parameter that we look at is the sales versus earnings. Earnings is profits, it's the same thing. Sales is how much is the company going to sell, that, that's it. Products that they put out there, how much are they getting back from their customers. But that, sales can grow a lot, a lot, but what is really, really important for the profit is the profits that they get, the earnings. Is not the same thing and the speed at which sales grow for us is not as important as the speed of the profits growing because that's the sanity sales is vanity they say but profit is sanity yeah so we take a look at the ratio of assets to liabilities we like to see a company with at least two times assets for every two dollars of asset one dollar of liability we also like to take a look at the cash in the balance sheet and how much are they accumulating cash or are they burning cash we also take a look at working capital, how much money do they have available to develop new products, buy out companies, etc. The next thing we take a look at is? Price versus earnings per share. Earnings per share is the profits per each one of the shares that the company has issued. We want to see the ratio. Ideally, we want to see less than 20. Why? Why is less than 20? Because 20 is the average in the stock market. 
and this 20, this number is time, really. You can translate it into time. The lower it is, it means that it is going to take us less time to recover our investment, less years. If the earnings, if the, if the ratio is, uh, let's say, five, that means that in five years we're going to get all our money back. When we buy a house, it can take us 20, 30 years. We are very familiar with those terms. In the case of the stock market, 20 is the average, and below that, we're going to make our return back in less time. Another thing we'll take a look at is cash flow for sure, or more specifically free cash flow. If you're in business for yourself, you understand that you have to buy a certain amount of product, then you sell them for a profit, and then you decide to reinvest, and then you've got some spare cash left over that you keep surplus to requirement. That's what's called the free cash flow. Mm -hmm. Because we know, we have all the information from the past and we, we also can count on the projections of value line in the future. We came with uh, a way of calculating what the ranges for buying, holding and selling a company are more appropriate. Between the, the lowest that a company is going to trade in the future as a projection and a middle range, that, that's the moment to buy then higher than that is the moment to hold that company and above that we can be ready to sell the company the stocks why because shares don't go up all the time they go in cycles they go up and down up, up and down so when they are low we get in when we're in the middle we hold when they are high we need to get ready to sell to sell them to make a profit out of them and it's very valuable to know these ranges where we are because greed can kick in when, when they are very high up and we, if we hold to the shares, we will make a profit. Likewise, fear can kick in when they are very low and instead of taking action and buy shares there, we might just let the opportunity escape us. Sure, and one of the most important things is all the top investors talk about is what's called isometric risk. It's just a very fancy word for how much, what's the odds of the share price going up, which is your reward, versus the odds of your share price going down, which is your risk. So every time when you look at a share, you can measure the exact reward to risk ratio. And we look for at least three to one, meaning that for every one dollar of potential drop, there's at least a three dollar potential gain. If you think of it, if you had a very valuable uh, vase and you put it on top of an open door, then the chances of that vase falling when somebody opens the door and crashing to the ground is very, very risky. Whereas if it's, if it's um, on a carpeted floor and somebody just knocks it over, then it, it may fall but not break. So it's the exact same with shares. What goes up will come down, what goes down will come up if it's a good company. So for every summer, there'll be a winter, for every winter, there'll be a summer. Winter is here. <laughs> Price and book value, what's the ratio there? One of the, the success um, recipes that Warren Buffett shares in his books in Tap Dancing to Work, I think it is, is that he has been so successful because he buys companies close to back value or even below book value. Book value is the liquidation value of a company. Imagine that you have a company and you want to sell all the things that they have in a in a yard. What do you call them? Yard. Yard sale. Yard sale. Yeah. If you if you sell everything, what that that would be the book value. Uh, in the stock market, normally um, stocks are trading three times at book value times three. If we are able to buy companies which are at book value, book value times one, or even below, and sometimes we can find these bargains, then it's a fant fantastic value for money there. 
were buying a Mercedes for the for the price of a tiny little set. Yeah, so, so let's speak. so let's just summarize the keys data that we look for uh, P ratios lower than twenty, lower than ten, even better. We look for earnings per share that are at least uh, solid at one dollar per share. We look for um, assets to be two times liabilities at least. We look for price to book to be less than three to one, preferably one to one. We look at reward to risk ratio to be three to one. So becoming financially free is simple maths. There are simple ratios that you apply to the one page piece of information about value line and you can get a simple checklist of, of good value for money. Again, we run all, all the companies through the system. 99.9% .9 of companies will fail this test and this leaves us with the best 0.1% to work with, known as our four by four companies. Mm -hmm. So thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Let us know what you liked about it. Let us know what you'd like us to talk about in our future podcast. This podcast is designed to create a safe space for you to learn, grow and prosper within. We'll show you what has worked for us so you can copy it for your own success. We will be with you side by side all along the journey, supporting you every step of the way, helping you to succeed. Thank you for listening. See you in the thank next podcast. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.